Hello, I'm Claire Cooper. And I'm April Wilde. It's time to kick back, relax, and surrender. Surrender. Welcome to With Intention Podcast, a place where we grow, we flow, we delve deeper, and peel back those layers and just learn a little bit more. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome to our very first episode with Intention. My name is Claire Cooper. And I'm April Wilde. And this is our very first episode, which we are covering the subject of manifestation and daily rituals. So to get things going, we are going to actually select some cards, which April brought along. And I'm very excited because I love, love cards to set the intention, the day. So... Mm. Let's begin. Because we're doing it on manifestation and daily rituals, I thought this had to be done today. So let's see. I am free. My story reveals the lessons of my life. When I face my story, I am free. That's perfect. Especially, obviously, we're moving forward with the whole daily rituals and manifestation. This is what this whole opening podcast is about. Mm -hmm. How we manifest those goals, those dreams that we're all wanting to achieve in our life but also how do we integrate our daily rituals as well? Like, I, I might as well sort of, you know, start right at the beginning. What does manifestation mean to you, April? Like, I mean, it probably means different things to everybody, but what, what is it for you? I think manifestation means just to be more in alignment with happiness and joy and, well, freedom, really, what this card says about surrender and starting to live a more present and purposeful life. And I think a lot of people think manifestation could be like an instant thing where you come across and you do these affirmations daily and you put out in the universe, but you've also got to first focus on having inner happiness and joy. So that's where we bring in like the daily rituals and all the things that we can do to grasp that. And I think it's just having more allowance and space for yourself to grow on a spiritual level. And a lot of the time we live in such a busy world. We don't give ourselves time to do that. So I think also what's really interesting is that there's this kind of fast food mentality with manifestation. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of podcasts out there that sort of kind of pitch it that way. And there's other ones that don't, that it's a journey. Exactly. And sometimes it is instant. Like I've had moments when something's happened so quickly and I'm shocked. Then other times it's taken years and it's sort of, how do we manage that whole process because obviously hey I want to I want to manifest that house I want to I want to manifest a million pounds or whatever it is people are trying to manifest or whether it's health or or whatever um I think I think we have this fast food mentality and I personally I think we have to move away from that because I yeah. found that actually really detrimental to my process and I think what I struggle actually struggle with is um surrendering mm. and I have this thing as you keep asking the universe for the same thing but then all the universe is bringing back is want. Yeah. Because you keep asking for the same thing because you feel like you have to keep reminding the universe and not lose your train of thought. And I think that's what sort of throws people when they're trying to manifest a goal, uh, an opportunity or health or whatever it is. And I think that's what I'd like to talk about here is sort of how do we strip back? How do we surrender? How do we just let it flow? So it does come quicker, actually, because we are our own sort of antenna. We can we can bring it way quicker, but we always get in the way of ourselves. Well, you put it right there. I mean, we're in a world of doing instead of being. We're constantly striving for 
oh, let's do this next project. Let's, let's launch this. Let's do this. Um, and even in our lives, like we're constantly in a world of social media. We're stuck to our phones. We're constantly doing and we need to step back and actually allow ourselves to be present with ourselves. And actually, once we start to do that and we start to tune in on a daily level, we can start to actually ask ourselves, what is it to be happy? What is it that I want in my life? And once we do that and we start to make steps to allow that space to come in and like come back, I always call in yoga when I teach like this sacred heart fire. What is our purpose? What is our passion? What is our drive? Because a lot of people sometimes need that step back to really check in with themselves. And we get stuck in this rat race of maybe our nine to five job or whatever we're doing. We feel like, well, this is the only way. This is what we're stuck on this path. But knowing that you can you can change at any point and rethink your whole life and reinvest in yourself and start to make little steps along that journey for manifestation to happen. And I think the big thing about manifesting is knowing we strip it back. So a lot of us have read this little book called The Secret. You know, if you haven't, check it out. Yep. There's a great film on Netflix, actually, about it. And it's all about the law of attraction. And I bring this up in my yoga teaching a lot. It's we are, we, we are all energy. We're abundant energy is vibrating and at this frequency and we can tap into that. And Abraham Hicks says that with, there's a constant energy channel that's flowing. We can either accept it or let it pass. I love Abraham Hicks. He's amazing. I love it. I mean, I find it so sort of nourishing actually to the mind and soul. So when I'm listening, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, it's so simple when they put it like that. This is so simple. We're always getting in our way and we're so caught up on what we're seeing in the materialistic world and what other people are doing and whatever they're putting out on social media. It is not real. And we all go, yes, but they look like they have the most fabulous life. And actually, I believe some of them do. But I think we get caught up in this rat race. Exactly what you said. We need to step back. We need to look at steps and they can be super simple. We do. It's not this kind of complex scientific thing. It's about finding this inner happiness. And I'm guilty of losing that. I have major dips sometimes. I'm going to hold my hands up here because I fall and I also triumph. And when I have triumphed, it's, it's sort of strange. There was one time I can give an example because it's quite nice to give examples. We are sponsored today by Supernova Living, an amazing wellness powder that is packed full of adaptogenic herbs and proteins. It's got red maca, wild chaga, ashwagandha, and so much more. I literally in the morning just shake it up with my gorgeous almond milk and it's just fresh and ready for the day to get you feeling plant powered and ready. So if you want to try this amazing organic powder, just head over to supernovaliving.com and use the code with intention to get your 20% off. Enjoy everyone. I was filming a little show called Hollyoaks many years ago, <laughs> many moons ago. And I always thought it would be wonderful when I choose to depart to to sort of be nominated for Best Actress or even to win it. It would be a lovely dream. Um, and I was nominated a couple of times, which was hugely flattering. And on my last year, I'd already handed in sort of my notice. I was ready to go. And um, I was also up for Best Dramatic Performance and Best Actress. And I thought, well, I'm never going to win Best Actress. I'm up against all these huge shows. It's not going to happen. Maybe I'll stand a chance of getting dramatic performance. Um, I don't know. I was sort of, I was kind of free with it. And we went to LA and we were sort of setting um, new opportunities over there, Emmett and I. And I came back and um, we were at the Soap Awards actually. And uh, the camera was on me for dramatic performance, but I didn't win it. And I thought, well, that's out the window then. And I had no attachment to the best actress outcome at all. 
And then the camera was on me for the for the final category of best actress. And they said my name. But because I had no attachment, I'd already let it go. I was focusing on the other the other possibility, which I thought was more favourable. But actually it wasn't. And because I'd let go of what I thought was the bigger uh, award, let's say, it actually came much easier because I had no, um, I wasn't tapping on the universe's door. Um, but it was an amazing night as well. Well, you've got it right there. It's letting go of this attachment. We can get so stuck on things and outcomes. And it's actually once we start living in a being state, in the present state, and uh, just letting go, shedding these layers of attachment that we've built up through our lives from all this conditioning, life just starts to flow. Like, say, when people are planning to have a baby or if they're planning to, they want to find a new relationship. Like there's so many people I'm sure listening that could resonate with this. A new job. We can sometimes get so stuck on an outcome and a date. Like that has to happen in six months. It has to happen in a year. Like with yours, I will need to win this award. Once we start to surrender and just have faith, I think faith is a big word, you know, like we've got to hand it over to the universe and know that the universe has our back. And I know it sounds a bit woo-woo, but honestly, once you start to practice these techniques, it starts to just flow and you realize, wow, I wish I'd been doing this all along. And then you find, you know, for some people that journey might be longer, but for others, it might be shorter. But once you start to surrender it over, I hear time and time again, you know, my baby just arrived to me, you know, or this person just, once I started to invest in myself and do the inner work, the person that I love, like arrived in my life or, you know, it's almost when you change your direction somewhere else, it means there's, that you've made room. You've, you've made room finally for that one thing because you've changed your focus. And, and that's something that I think actually my husband's great at doing. He is such a bit of a, he's a wild card, which we, anybody that knows us knows he's, he's, he's out there. And he is not, he doesn't have attachment to things and he's brilliant at manifesting things and he's very free and liberated and happy. And he vibrates in a very, happy state. And it's not to say that you should have to force that state, but if you could do some steps. So let's talk about some steps that we can do to get us into that vibration that allows us to be open, which allows the focus to be not on the thing that we're trying to bring in. And then the thing comes in. So let's talk about what sort of steps we could actually implement, because I think these are little nuggets that people could sort of apply to their life. And I know that if I was listening to a podcast, I'd like, just tell me, tell me what I need to do simply. Just give me three pointers or four, whatever it is. Just give me some really simple direction. Well, I'd like to say that on every opportunity is a moment to start again. Like literally at each breath that rolls into us and out, it might be worth just taking a really deep inhale and just let it go all that kind of stuff you've been carrying and know that right now is a time in your life you can reset yourself. And I think that for anyone listening, just starting some rituals in your day, I think that might be a nice topic thing to go into, like the daily rituals. Starting your day in a positive mindset and a positive, you know, some practices that you can bring in, um, I think starts you for the whole day. I mean, do you have any daily rituals that you do? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I think I'm a bit naughty because I dip in and out (laughs) And it's become a little bit more chaotic at the moment because of Ocean having my little boy and he's sort of like, sometimes he's in my bed. So the daily ritual doesn't always happen. But there's one that I think that I can apply, even if he's right next to me. And as soon as I put my feet on the ground and I feel the earth Mm -hmm. again, I say thank you for today. And then I can get up and it's just, that's just a second. That isn't, that isn't even meditation, but it's a, it's a moment of gratitude because you know what? I've got one more day and it's with this cool little guy 
who's calling me mama over my shoulder. So um, for that moment, if I can just, and also grounding is a really important thing for me because I've found over the years, I've become more and more grounded. If if you'd have known me sort of 10 years ago, I was kind of quite um, loose, but it wasn't a comfortable looseness. It was, it was uh, uncomfortable and I didn't like where I was at. So now being able to feel more grounded is really pleasurable. So that's one ritual for me. I think that's really powerful. It's just a gratitude ritual in the morning, like daily gratitude. When I did a law of attraction course, you know, with Tony Robbins, a lot of people know him. Um, that was one thing. He just says, thank the universe. Thank it. You know, even if you're eating, if you're making a cup of tea throughout your day, when you're driving to work. And that really resonates with me. My spiritual home is a bit in Bali, which I love this place that I visit. And it, they have such a gratitude for everything. You know, waking up in the morning, like you're putting out an offering into the world. It's, it's so beautiful that you do that. But we forget actually that the universe is us. And I think that's when you read all the books, you know, all of them, all of them come back to this point that we are the universe. And that sounds a little bit, (laughs) I don't know, a bit like, oh, wow, I am the universe. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but we are all connected. And we are nature. That's a nice thing because you can think we are, you know, we're energy. Element. We are an element of it. So if we see ourselves as a universe, the cosmos or whatever you want to call yourself, um, I think I think you'll find the connection much deeper. So me putting my feet on the ground for the in the morning, and actually I must do this more often. I'm mm. going to really, really apply this. Um, I'm sort of thanking myself and my body for, for giving me life and just sort of giving me an opportunity today to actually change things. Because if the day before was not a great day, then I can put it right. So let's, so that's a good one. So gratitude and um a very that's a very quick ritual and I know you do meditation yes well I try I mean I wouldn't say I'm perfect in any way and no I don't think anyone in the world is but I you know I will I, my perfect morning routine would be to get up a bit earlier than my three kids which is the challenge you know they get up sometimes at half five um but I I wouldn't say I do it every day my husband's amazing he gets up every morning and goes up the cloud where we live and does like a 8k and he's out the house and it freezing just being in nature but for me, I like a bit of stillness. So like you said, I might wake up with my little co-sleeping little boy, two-year-old in the bed, and I just breathe. Or I might put on a little a little app I use called Insight Timer, which mm-hmm. is amazing. It's all free. And it just talks me through, you know, a little meditation that grounds me. And you can pick the time. Um, if I get a lucky chance to sneak out of bed and go into a little room and just do some silent practice and just going through my affirmations, I think really powerful. And there's this little book I uh, read called Miracle Mornings. I don't know if you've heard of it. So the guy's called called Hal Elrod and he's just booming at the moment. Like he's sold millions and millions of books worldwide. And so I could go through his Miracle Mornings, which we started doing implementing in lockdown. And I think this is probably the best morning routine you could have. But that's not to say everyone has to do it every day. You just do it when you can. You know, if you have that time in the morning, I know life's busy, you've got to get to work, you've got to look after the kids. And, and could this be an evening thing as well? Because I often find sometimes I'm actually ready for focus of an evening versus morning. I know, I know it's good to start the day uh, more focused it is. I, I understand that. But sometimes it's good to close it as well. I think just whatever you can do, you know, within your day, just to bring in more positivity is powerful. He does say in his book, like, it's more powerful to do in the morning because it sets you up so well for the day. You're more likely to manifest more. But that's not to say if you're in more of a night person and yeah. um, that you can just go for it. And I mean, I always used to resonate my whole life. Like, I'm not a morning person. I'm a night person. And, and in his book, it actually said, oh, well, 
that because you're telling yourself that that's what you're saying and you're becoming so I've started to change my mindset like I I am a morning person I can everyone can change themselves to be a morning person just by setting the alarm up and once we get into that 30-day habit we can start to change so he says anyway so he's got six main practices it's like a little acronym let me write these down yes (laughs) it's the acronym is like the savers so first he starts with silence so that could be anything for you like you just said a bit of gratitude practice of just connecting to your breath you know maybe you just pull an oracle card like we did earlier okay silence the next one is affirmations now i think affirmations have a bit of a bad rep but I think we don't want to go wishy-washy with these. We want really practical, accessible affirmations. So, for example, if you are looking to bring in abundance into your life, instead of saying something like, I'm a money magnet, you know, which we might hear a lot, you know, that's great, but we're not actually magnet. We, we, you know, we might not just constantly attract money. We could say it like in a different way. So uh, money and opportunities flow into my life and I take action. You know, so you're putting it out there that you're going to take action to bring that. Um, so yeah, silence affirmations. And then we've got visualization. Mm. And now that's to say with each of these, you could just do for a minute on each one. It doesn't need to be like super long. Okay. So visualization, say if you're, you want to get into running or I don't know, um, you know, you want to see yourself more happy. You could just literally visualize yourself happy on a beach somewhere or you want to travel. It's visualizing yourself in a state you want to be in. So very calm and relaxed, uh, whatever that is for you, you know, just visualize yourself or like you've just been given loads of money and you're happy and you're abundant and you're feeling uh, well about that. Um, so visualization is very powerful or visualizing what you will receive. That's powerful. Yeah. Um, and then number four, exercise. And this again, doesn't need to be like you going on a big 5k run. <laughs> There's a great app that I used in lockdown called Seven. So it's seven minute workout app. So I think we all have seven minutes in the morning. We could use this or like you say, throughout the day. And it's literally simple exercises that you could just bring in. Or if you don't have seven minutes, fine, just do 60 seconds of jumping jacks, you know, or something yeah. like that. Just move your body and jump on the spot. So, and again, you don't might not do all these. It's not like you have to tick all. No, uh, but I'll explain why it's important if you did do it. Um, so number five is reading. So this will literally be grabbing a book nearby, um, and giving some a self-help book or something like a positive inspiration that could help you for your day ahead. So that, could that be like a quote or something? Anything. Yeah, it could yeah. be like off, you know, someone really positive on online or um, a Dalai Lama book or something, you know, like that. Yep. Um, and then the final one is he calls it scribing because it's with the acronym, but it's actually journaling. So you just write maybe like you said, a gratitude, three things you're grateful for or your affirmation down or you write something you want to get out of today. So that's the six things. So you've got silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and journaling. But again, I don't want to put pressure on people. It's you just pick, I, I try and pick two maybe in the morning. Mm-hmm. I want to say why he says it's so powerful and why it's done so well, this technique. He researched what all the top, most successful people in the world do and which uh, methods are most effective. He spent years researching and he found that the, the most successful people in the world do a mixture of all these things. Oh, wow. And mostly it said that um, meditation was one of the most powerful, actually. So it was in the Fortune 500 that um, it says that they swear by meditation, a lot of the most successful people. So that in itself, I'd say, even if you just pick one for today. And the visualisation is quite interesting because I was listening to um, Abraham Hicks' um, uh, podcast or um, 
uh, what are they called? Audible. Yeah, that's it. And they were saying that actually, if you can hold that space and thought for 17 seconds, Mm. it actually has a chemical reaction and it changes everything. And it actually allows that frequency to change in you. Now, if you can hold that more than 17 seconds, the chances of that opening up um, this opportunity potentially come to you is even more. And if you can do it for, uh, I think it's three times the amount of 17 seconds or whatever it is. Again, it's just, it, you know, so it's also staying in that state and it's sort of um, feeling it, feeling it. But I, I'm, I'm quite good at visualizing. I can sit in a space and I can just feel it. And sometimes I've been set in a timer. So I know, but I've been sat there for two, three minutes and I didn't even know. And I'm in absolute heaven and bliss. And I'll just be, it's almost like fantasizing, I guess, or, or whatever it is that you're thinking about. So you're in that space. And I also always, with all manifestations and affirmations, I believe in free will. I do not believe in manipulating other people's uh, wants and needs. So I always, always put out with no harm to anybody else. And I think that's a really essential point because it's all very well. You might want that person in your life because it's uh, someone that you love and you're attracted to, but they might not want that you know, so it's sort of, it's finding a, a way to find the right love for you without manipulating somebody else. That comes into control. So a big one that they say is not to have too much control because you can get into manic manifesting then. So there's actually something called manic manifesting where it's actually like you're trying to out- control the outcome too much and you're being too specific. It's actually trusting, like say if you were planning to have a baby and you're like, right, in six months time, I want to have this baby or what, whatever it is. Um, but if you manically manifest in your body, you actually might go into stress over it. I've done it. Manic manifestation is the worst because it's not a good space and it's not healthy. You're not on a high frequency, so it's not going to come. So it's just the worst. And I've been there and it's, it's. And maybe just being into, so knowing that you can put out to the universe, like in a more practical way, but then know that the universe always provides if you're in this nice frequency, if you're giving yourself joy, if you're giving yourself freedom and you're feeling relaxed in your body you might find that it actually takes you down a different path that you didn't realise was going to happen. So maybe it took a few years, but it might be because that timing wasn't right at that time. Exactly. needed to wait. But a lot of, we live in such a world that's like, I need constant things, like Amazon at my door the next day and all this stuff. And it's like, get rid of that. We need to start surrendering. I mean, I do, I'm a birth worker, so I work with a lot of women through conscious conception and all these things. But there's so much pressure from our society to just push, push, push and try and, you know, or on all things, like getting that job, getting that dream house, getting all this. And it's just starting to step back and go, wait, when the time's right, it'll happen. And, and once you surrender. Yes. And stop trying to control how it's going to happen and visualize how it's going to happen. Because actually that's part of the problem as well. Because you're thinking, well, then if I do it like this, then it's going to happen like that. And that's how that money or that opportunity or whatever, that person's going to come in. No, no, no. Don't, don't look for the outcome. Don't search for it. Feel the feeling because if you can feel how you'll feel once you get these things, that's the kind of feeling you, the universe will start to provide you with more of that feeling. And then you'll realize down the line, oh, actually, this is where I'm going to be now. Like, mm. this is actually what's going to happen in my life. Um, you know, so letting go of that control. And I would say as well, think about what, like listeners now, what do you do first thing when you wake up in the morning? Like, what is, what is the first thing you do? Do you reach to your bedside table or across the room and grab your phone? Mm. Do you go and start scrolling through your emails? Do you start scrolling through your Instagram? Because, you know, you might say to me now, like a lot of people say, oh, I just don't have time to do all this. Like, how would you fit this routine in the morning? And I'm not saying you have to do these seven, you know, six things every day. You Maybe you just have time for a little bit of silence, a little bit of gratitude, like you said. Yeah. Just 
just get off your phone, put it to the side, maybe leave it. I love this idea of having a little a bed for your phone downstairs. It's after seven or eight o'clock, you leave it downstairs. Mm. There's this guy called Rangan Chatterjee, a, long, uh, a doctor that lives in Cheshire. He's amazing, his work. He talks about this a lot, sleep. And the first thing that you do in the morning to reset yourself, start on this high frequency, is really important. The things he says is, um, he has three things actually, so it blends into this, three M's. This might be easier for people to remember mindfulness, movement, and mindset, Mm. mindfulness, movement, mindset. And he says, look, I have kids and I just do it with them. You know, I embrace them. Even if you're not up early with your kids, you know, involve them in it. Have a bit of fun where you've got your coffee brewing in the morning. Just start jumping around the kitchen, doing some burpees or whatever. I need to do this. I mean, we are quite a crazy house anyway. It's fun. We we know we... We, we do have a lot of fun when we, you know, I try, I want to involve Ocean in more sort of mindfulness, but, you know, within his capacity as well and respect his boundaries and what he needs and he can watch my flow. Um, something else I wanted to talk about was uh, Dr. Moto. Have you ever heard of Dr. Moto? I've heard, yeah, but not, I don't know the work too much. Unfortunately, he died a couple of years ago, um, but he, he was, he was very respected both in the science world, but also the, um, the spiritual world and he studied water what he would do is he'd get certain water from different places on earth or he would get the same water and get um, like a guru to pray over it or say different things so just to give you an example of self-talk and how we speak to ourselves because that's got a lot to do with manifestation as well so he would have four um dishes with the same water from the same place and he got um uh, like a guru to sort of like pray over one of them with joy, joy, joy. The next one was love, love, love. And the next one was, I hate you. I hate you. And the other one was, I make you make me feel sick, sick. And then they would look at them under the microscope and how they would form. And actually the, the beautiful joy one, I think joy is the highest frequency you can have actually. And it was the most beautiful crystals. And it was like a, the most intricate, um, snowflake you could possibly imagine guys you've got to google his work it's it's amazing is it that lessons in water or something i it think i've seen be, his yeah. book it's amazing but then when you move to the hate and then you move to a sick sick doesn't even form it's like a, a it goes kind of like a septic color and it's blobby and, and really unattractive and hate is really jagged and um you know it just shows how we speak to ourselves we are like we should be 80 percent water i think you're so right and uh, i know that abraham hicks in his work he says that like we need to you know we can channel up this because a lot of people you know might say listening to this like but i'm in this low frequency i feel Mm. really depressed i feel really low and and he says as well, like, I think it's just little steps that you can start inviting a little bit more joy into like, like with that water and giving yourself some more self-talk, that feeling is so powerful. I've seen that experiment. We've done it on apples as well. If you cut an apple in half and you hold it one side and you put in love and joy, I've done it with the kids and then you leave the other side, that goes really brown quickly. Whereas the other one? Wow. Everything is energy. We are all connected. But also, guys, remember, whoever you're sur- surrounding yourself with, we talked about this yesterday you know, you've got to be really careful who you, who your peers are and who, you know, sometimes you can't control it because you work environment for sure. But there's a lot of harpies out there, dream stealers, you know, be careful who you share your information with, nurture yourself, protect yourself, because I think, you know, their energy can have an impact on you and it's figuring out how you manage that. Um, I've learned, I've, I've been burnt actually in the past, but certainly, um, I only share personal deep, wishes and concerns with those people that I know have totally got my back 
It's, uh, people can really absorb your energy and like you need to, your vibe attracts your, uh, no, your tribe attracts your vibe. Yeah. You know, you want to have that power from the people around you, surround yourself. And if you haven't got those in your life, go out and maybe join some community groups, some women's circles mm-hmm. and men's circles. And there's so much of that stuff going on now. And just, it might feel a bit strange to you at first. I mean, I remember it did to me, you know, and it's just opening yourself up to new opportunities and you'll find that you attract these incredible people into your life, like attracting to you, Claire. I like, know. It's amazing how we came together, like how I set up a wellness cafe in um, Cheshire and then I've always loved your work with Arm and R and like you're amazing because that quote that you put on the tops in a world where you can be anything, be kind, mm-hmm. just stood out to me. I was like, I need to sell these in my cafe. And then we connect, connected that way. No, I accidentally came to your cafe and I went, oh, I went, wait, they've got our Omenar in. Hang on. And I kind of started to connect the dots. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this, this cafe is great because it's 100% plant-based and delicious. And, um, and then we connected. And then you offer incredible women's circles and actually not just women's circles you do many circles and I felt like I found a bit of a family by coming to those and not all my friends are sort of are they're not as aligned in my beliefs and I like to surround myself with those people because there's no judgment or kind of strange faces actually a group of strangers is quite liberating and I think just the power of like how we somehow connected in this way now we're here today doing this podcast it just shows that one chance meeting uh, or one little you know, me noticing your brand or you know it can really lead to these beautiful collaborations together and so April we've talked about when you're on a high frequency how to get to that place what happens okay we're feeling absolutely horrendous we're in despair we feel completely um rock bottom what do we do how do we raise our vibration what would you do if you if that was me what would you tell me to do I think just start very simply you know so it's really checking into your feelings maybe each day like we said you might not want to just maybe even roll out of bed you might be in bed you might be going through depression you might just want to check in with what what feelings are present and um I know we talked about Abraham Hicks we touched on but he has this emotional guidance scale so he says right there's a levels so you might start with pure despair complete despair and you might be really in that now he says that you can just step up one level so perhaps you're listening you could listen to a conscious podcast or read a conscious book and that might just take you to a little bit from despair maybe you don't go to happiness yet maybe you just feel oh actually I'm, I'm quite envious of their happiness and envy is actually better than despair and then you might just go to a bit of jealousy you know you might be like, oh and then the next level might be a bit boredom like I'm verging on a bit sadness but and he talks about this scale so we start to take small steps in our life to building up just a little bit of change in our feelings so and then eventually we might have just little snippet nuggets of happiness in our day maybe we just feel being out in nature just seeing the sun might might bring us it and just start stepping in that's what I'd give advice to is just step in to a little bit of joy step in to a little bit of love if you have a little pet give it a cuddle or a child or try and flood yourself with good hormones of oxytocin and all these things human connection is probably the most healing thing and nature as well I recently went through a massive part of this so I um, lost my mum very quickly she she passed away a couple of months ago after a very rare form of cancer and I'd gone through a lot of loss so my grandma and something you know a few things over the last few years and this last one blues my mom you know that person that brought you into this world is was massive and I just I had to do a lot of processing and there were days where I just let myself go deep into the sadness 
but I knew I could get stuck there. I could see that line of going into being stuck in that sadness. And actually, I knew I had to pull myself out and, and just it took all my might to get out of bed and just go, okay, I'm going to go into nature. I'm just going to go sit in the forest and just see what happens. And you're just, it's like a clearing starts to happen, like the sun rising. It just starts to clear all this busyness and overthinking and you start to kind of welcome in a bit of forgiveness or love back in. And so little steps of that. And I would say, because we're touching on manifestation, if you have been through loss, if you have been through fear or really bad things that have happened to you in your life, know that you've always got guides around you. You know, I know it sounds a little bit out there, but if you've lost someone, they can guide you now, maybe even more than they did when they were presently here, you know. And uh, my mum would always say, like, we're here uh, living a human experience, but there's this whole spiritual experience to be had. So tap into that and, and just trust that if you're in a bad place now, it will get better. Watching your grief, because you shared it so publicly, I know not all the parts of it, and I'm sure you had some very heavy moments privately, but publicly, you, I couldn't believe how strong you were. I couldn't believe the the joy that you were sharing and I I said I said to Emmett I said look at look at this look at look at look at how she's celebrating her mom and I don't know whether I could have that strength I don't know what I can say is from my perspective all those people that might be going through that and seeing your strength it was so empowering and inspiring so thank you oh, bless you because I think um you took those steps to another level and you were teaching people, even though you were the student as well. You know, it's like a little ladder, like you say. Just you, you can start, start at those little steps and keep moving up. Well, I think it's as well because I had, luckily enough, my mum raised me with all these techniques. So when I was 18, she took me on an Anthony Robbins course. So I might have had these little snippets of information that I wish everyone could get. I wish kids could get in schools. And I think it empowered me to know, you know, I can tap into the strength. I can tap into my mum's strength because actually watching anyone go through death or birth or whatever that is, is like the strength and power they have to go through. I, I had to kind of, I felt that in a way after she passed as well. And it kind of led to me knowing that I have that within me as well. We all have it within us. We just each day doing things, connecting to our body, we can bring back that strength. No matter what position you're in in your life, just know you have it within you to bring back. Yeah, that's beautiful step by step, eh, guys? Maybe that's where we um, we uh, we leave this and just sort of a bit of food for thought for everybody that, you know, start the day with a bit of gratitude, mm-hmm. a bit of love for yourself. Start with yourself and um, implement some of those points that, that April shared because even if you spread it through the day, 17 seconds of visualising that beautiful outcome, guys, that you want, I truly believe you can make it happen. Just turn it over to faith and just trust that the universe has your back always. Always. If you've enjoyed listening to With Intention, why not give us a fabulous rating? Help us connect with more like-minded people like yourselves and build out our fabulous community. Or subscribe to our podcast and you'll never miss an episode. 